0: How's it going folks how's it going i'm brother matthew and this is christian coffee time We right, sit down together to study the word of god and here we are back at it again working our way through the book of colossians so please grab your bibles notepads and pens and turn with me to colossians chapter 2 and we are now up to verse 11 and again folks if you have any comments questions issues insights regarding the study at hand please by all means go ahead ask away be glad to hear from you if it's not related to the topic at hand if you just hold that to the end of the study or to our next broadcast as we want to try to stay on on topic on point and avoid uh rapid trailing off topic as much as we can and uh yeah as well folks if you're uh new here please subscribe hit notification bell icons and we put up new videos and check out all our other videos as well as well as our website christiancoffeetime.ca we have links to all our other platforms and goodies as well and today we're going to be diving into Colossians chapter 2 verse 11 so grab your Bibles notepads and pens grab your tea grab your coffee come join us at the table bring your snacks whatever it is you're having and open your Bibles to Colossians 2. And uh, yeah, so we got a bunch of stuff we're going to be talking about today that to some people might be a bit surprising. Um, hoping that you are familiar with this and it won't be too much of a surprise to you, but nonetheless. So yeah, so how's it going, folks? How's it going? Thanks so much for joining in. Good morning, good morning. And uh made my coffee really early this morning, so now my coffee is cold the last bit of it in the pot is cold so i got some cold coffee this morning a good thing i like it okay let's get going colossians chapter 2 and we're down to verse 11 so previously we've been talking about the person of jesus christ you're talking about the power of christ the salvation of our lord jesus christ and uh And we're discussing how in him he is our strength he is our propitiation he's our atonement he's our righteousness he's our goodness and it's nothing of ourselves and my previous message that i did on sunday about the mystic fruit bowl uh talking about how uh, how many people get angling off and focusing on the wrong kind of fruit the wrong fruit it's not about our physical fruit it's not about my good deeds it's not about my behavior it's not about my maintaining my relationship with god It rather we see it's the focus of faith the focus of the belief of the heart the focus of the doctrine from the heart focusing on what's coming out of the heart and the and we take a look at that it's a a want to not a have to so please make sure you go back and check out the video on the mystic fruit bowl as I talk about the different kinds of preachers, some preachers preach that, uh, that the fruit is a necessity for salvation. Some preachers preach that, the, uh, that uh, it may not be, but rather they're the fear-mongering, guilt-trip type preachers that, uh, well, if you're not doing this or this or that, you're going to be in big trouble. So, so they, they don't make uh, works uh, sal- uh, salvific, but rather they make uh, they try to make fruit somehow uh mandatory under threat of punishment and they don't emphasize the proper character of god so there's a lot of different things in that video that i would uh, really like if you could give that a listen give that a watch um there's a lot in there you need to be aware of you need to know so please make sure you check that out the mystic fruit bowl um with that said we're up here colossians chapter 2 verse 11 uh, continuing on uh, the letter of Paul to the church of Colossae, we see in verse 10, Colossians 2 10, and ye are complete in him. You see how Christ completes us. He is our completion. He is our everything. That nothing is left up to us. It's all about him. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. In whom, Jesus Christ, also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of christ buried with him in baptism where wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of god who hath raised him from the dead okay so we're going to look at this now we have to understand how for example in romans uh, chapter 8 verse 1 as i talked about in my previous message Romans 8.1, how there is now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the the flesh, but after the Spirit. Okay, so them which are in Christ Jesus. We go to 1 John 5.20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him, that is true, and we are in him. That is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. We are in him. When we, believe, when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord God and Savior for salvation from our sins. By grace are you saved through faith. The gift of God is, is given to us. We are washed clean and dwelt with the Spirit of the living God. We are in Him. We are in His Son, Jesus Christ. We are in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we are in Him, we are complete in Him. He is our everything and He holds us. And we are saved, sealed, forgiven held by God. Now, we take a look at this, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. He is above all things. He's above all things. Nothing else is even close to him. Nothing else is beside him. There is none other like him. And since we are in him, he who is the head of all principality and power, there, uh, there is nothing, no other powers, neither height nor depth, nor principalities or powers, any other creature, anything that can separate us from the love of God. So, there is now, therefore, no condemnation. Now, how this works now. Hey, good morning, good morning. So, you see, how does this work then? We see now in verse 11, there's a, a interesting uh, uh, words, words that are used here to denote how, for example, the Old Covenant of Promise, okay, the Old Covenant of Promise through Abraham. And we see there was a sign. There, there, were, there was a symbolic gesture, there was a sign that was given, and that was the sign of circumcision that was given to Abraham by God. Now, this mark in the flesh, this sign given, was uh, to, told to Abraham by God was done and this is a mark uh, in the flesh a mark of blood now if we go back to romans chapter 9 and we want to go to verse 6. romans chapter 9 starting at verse 6. not as though the word of god hath taken none effect for they are not all Israel which are of Israel okay hold on a moment they're not all of Israel they're not all Israel which are of Israel the children of God is what this is saying they're not all the children of God which are in Israel neither because they are the seed of Abraham all because you're uh, you're of the dis a descendant of Abraham of the of the lineage As John the Baptist said, say not because we are of Abraham we are God's children. God is able of these stones to raise up children. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they the children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, verse 8, Romans 9, 8. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. But the children of the promise, not the children of the flesh, not the children of the lineage, but the children of the promise. Those are the true Jews. Those are the true children. These are the true, this is the true Israel. As what, uh, as what he's getting at here. So all because the, some were born in Israel, born, born Jews, born of blood of the lineage of the, a descendant of Abraham, that did not make them a child of God. All because you were literally born a Jew in Israel that doesn't make you an actual child of God. That's what he's saying here. What makes you a child of God is your child of the promise. Child of the promise of the covenant. You're a child of the covenant of the true covenant of the promise of God. Now, let's go back to Colossians. Colossians. Uh, chapter 2 verse 11 in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ as the Bible goes on to talk about the circumcision of the heart that that, that something's cut to the heart and that there is a, a mark a sign in blood of the covenant of God. You mean jesus and what he said this cup is the new covenant in my blood not your blood my blood not the blood of sacrifice but the blood of my sacrifice the mark of the heart not the mark of flesh buried with him in baptism wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of god This is a work of god not the work of you a work of the flesh or work of the hands a sign in your flesh but this is a sign of the heart given by jesus christ in whom also ye are circumcised verse 11 whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of christ he's cut something off which is the judgment sin condemnation we see his ceiling in blood so we see here romans chapter 2 now romans chapter 2 verse 28 and 29 now take a look at this romans chapter 2 verses 28 and 29 because some people are out there of certain denominations of certain um theological positions where they they honestly believe that when you believe on jesus christ that automatically makes you a jew no 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 it doesn't but uh in speaking of this though that there are some jews there are some gentiles um what is what then makes you a true child of god what makes you a true child of god for they are not all israel which are of israel okay let's take a look at something here in romans chapter 2 verse 28 romans two twenty-eight. for he is not a jew which is one outwardly neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh but he is a jew which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter of the law whose praise is not of men but of god so we see that he's talking to the jews he's talking to is he's talking to the jews and he's talk, describing this to those who are who consider themselves jews who consider themselves the children of god who consider themselves the followers of the mosaic law and he's using their language to help them to understand it's not about the traditions it's not about the cutting of the flesh it's not about the signs and and the works and the law keeping it's not about that that's not what makes you a child of god is what he's saying here for he is for he is not a we could say child of god which is one outwardly we'll just think on that one for a moment for he is not a jew which is one outwardly neither is that circumcision Which is outward in the flesh, the marking, the sealing of those things of the flesh, whether in traditions and works and law or even the the physical fleshly circumcision. But he is a Jew, child of God, of the promise, which is one inwardly. And circumcision, the work, is that of the heart in the spirit, which is a work of Christ, and not in the letter of the law whose praise is not of men but of God for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast lest any man should boast whose praise is not of men but of God so you see how this all flows together how this all works together and it's not about us it's not about lineage it's not about race it's not about culture it's not about civilization it's not it's not about any of that it's not about gender race color creed nationality works law righteous works denominational distinctives traditions it's not about any of that it's not about the marking the cutting the working the ceiling of the flesh of, of, of that which is outward it's of that which is inward it's of the heart of the spirit now let's go John chapter three John chapter three and you know this one where Jesus is uh it's talking to Nicodemus Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night and Jesus says in John chapter three starting at verse three Jesus answered and said unto him Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He must be born again. Okay. Nicodemus uh, saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So you see how he's thinking physical. It's all about the physical. It's all physical. It's all flesh. It's all of the outward. Right? and it's not one that is outwardly but one is just inwardly so Nicodemus his mind is all thinking about that it's all about what I do what what I achieve it's all about the outward of the flesh of the physical Jesus says in verse verse 5 John 3 verse 5 Jesus answered verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the spirit born again Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Because well, you can't be born saved. You can't be born saved. Uh, you're like physically born. If some people have this idea that if you're born into a Christian family, then you're automatically saved. There are some who hold this, it's called the covenant theology, which is complete nonsense. That if the parents are Christians, their children will automatically be Christians. That's actually a thing some people believe, which is utter nonsense. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. So you're born of the the flesh, you're born of water, you're born of blood, you must be born of spirit. Born again. Born again. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Go back to colossians chapter 2 and verse 11 In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of christ buried with him in baptism hold up buried with him in baptism so we see you must uh, must be born again now you're born physically right You're born physically. When the mother is giving birth, water is involved. You see, the birth in water. Now, we see here in uh, Titus chapter 3, verse 5. I just want to show you something. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, But according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Born again. But the water is of of the Holy Spirit, not physical water. He washes us. It's His washing, His regeneration. He washes us clean of our sins when we believe on Him. The Spirit of God comes upon us and cleanses us. Washes us. We are born spiritually born into life not by works of righteousness that which is of the outward which we have done but according to his mercy saved us by the washing of regeneration renewing of the Holy Ghost it's not water baptism it's spiritual baptism the difference between water baptism and spiritual baptism baptism of the Holy Ghost the baptism of the Holy Ghost by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost Let's go back to Colossians chapter 2. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, where also ye are risen with him through faith in the, of the operation of God. So we see there is a right and, and, and an incorrect way to baptize. Some people think that pouring uh, is constitutes baptism no it does not something sprinkling no or <laughs> in some catholic churches they have a holy water gun <laughs> no joke where the or the catholic priest the priest will step back and have this little squirt gun and will you, you squeaky squeaky squirt the water on the the forehead of the little baby and that constitutes baptism um How does that symbolize death and resurrection? How does pouring over the head symbolize death, burial, resurrection? Doesn't. How does sprinkling? Doesn't. How does water gun? Doesn't. The only form of baptism that symbolizes, biblically, as we're told, the burial and resurrection of jesus christ is immersion immersion lay back under the water back up again immersion is the only biblical uh, uh justified form of water baptism okay now as we see here in verse 12 buried with him in baptism wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of god it's an operation of god it's a work of god it's something that he labors he does he works to bring us into spiritual life it's all of him it's all of him where uh, ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of god who has raised him from the dead john 10 verse 17 18 where he talks about i have power to lay down my own life and take it up again verse 13 and you being dead in your sins and this uncircumcision of your flesh showing how the flesh is se- separated we see the distinction between the flesh and the spirit the flesh is not saved the soul spirit is the flesh is condemned to die spirit soul have eternal life the flesh is corrupted by sin the soul spirit is not we see uh, how the flesh is uncircumcised which is a word that is also used the Jews would also use this word to uh, uh, as a, like a metaphorical word to describe the unbelievers, those not of God. They, they were titled the uncircumcised. And show that as a, as a word used to describe those that are not of God. How the flesh is uncircumcised, not of God. The flesh is not of God. And the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened, given life, means get given life be brought to life regenerated hath he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses he's forgiven you all trespasses when you believe on him and there's that and they use the word circumcision of the heart shows the the, the sealing the marking the work all of this of the heart of the spirit and you are brought into the family born again born of spirit and you are part of the family of god now You're forgiven all trespasses. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Do you see that? Someone please say yes. (laughs) Evelyn says, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we see here. Um, there's much in this language, there's much in this language that truly goes to show the distinction between the flesh and the spirit, the unsaved state, the saved state. There's a lot here that's used where, where the writer here, Paul, is using Jewish language. He's, he's using the Jewish language of circumcision, uncircumcision, and the work and the promise, the covenant, all these things to help us understand and and we see where he talks about specifically it's not of the outward it's not of the works it's not that it's a new covenant it's a new covenant it's not of the flesh it's of the spirit it's not of not of physical it's it's of the heart it's faith it's faith and that there are many out there that profess themselves to be christians but really all they're trying to do is well, the language here is that they're trying to be good jews to earn favor with god they're trying to be good jews to earn favor with god to earn their salvation because to them their salvation is of the hands of the flesh of the physical that uh, it's a it's a, of the outward and that's matthew chapter seven have we not done have we not done have we not done but lord lord have we not done he says i don't know you because faith is of the heart not the hands faith is believing trust it's not faithfulness works it's by grace through faith you're saved not of righteous works not of yourselves Lest any should boast it's a gift of god so we see here you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of god through the faith of the operation of god verse 12. so we see faith is believing trust as it says in Hebrews faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen that it's not of my observation it's not of my hands it's not of me it's believing trust faith is believing trust so we see in verse 12 you are risen with him into life regenerated made new you're risen with him through the faith of the operation of God the work of God believing trust in the work of Jesus Christ Cheers try to disprove that one Lordship Salvationists works-based Salvationists there you go Eh. Hey, Jerry, I'm sure you'll like that one, eh? (laughs) My friend uh, JD, him and I here, we're always debating the Lordship Salvationists. And uh, here is yet another argument to use against them. So please feel free to use that one. So we see uh, it's Colossians 2. Colossians 2, uh, 10 to 13. And when you just break that down, walk that down, and you want to combine this with Romans 9.8, Romans 2, 28-29, Titus three five about the washing of the Spirit of God, John chapter 3, about how to be born again, and we have one more, Galatians 3, Galatians 3 and 28-29, 20, Galatians 3. I don't want to lose all my bookmarks here, I keep wanting to fall out of my Bible. Galatians 3 2029 20, now look at this we see those which are which are of the uh, which are of the old covenant the jews the gentiles which are of the new covenant we see how they the jews are coming out of the old covenant out of the ways of traditionalism and all this stuff and the cutting of the flesh and the and and the believing that they're they're good because they're they of the lineage of abraham and all this but we see something <clears throat> in in Galatians 3 verse 28 There is neither Jew nor Greek There's neither bond nor free There is neither male nor female For you are all one in Christ Jesus And if ye be Christ's Then are you Abraham's seed And heirs according to the promise Okay how am i made an heir of the promise of the uh, of the line of abraham which is what the promise of god which is what i will be your god you will be my people that's the promise it's not that i'll be a jew or whatever else it's that i am a child of god and i will be your god and you will be my people that's the promise and i'll be uh, i'll protect you i'll bless you those that curse you i'll curse those who bless you i'll bless i'll always fight for you you will be mine i'll be your god and you'll be my people that's the promise that's the promise how then am i made a child of the promise by faith of the operation of God? There it is. There it is. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ preached through the language of Jewish traditionalism. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> so Colossians chapter 2 and we go down to verse 13 Colossians two thirteen, and you being dead in your sins how we're dead in trespasses and sins we have no ability we see John chapter 1 verse 13. it's not of our will our blood our power or anything of us it's all of the power of God right and you being dead in your sins he regenerated us Titus 3 5. he washed us and regenerated us. he gave us life he birthed us through the blood and the water you're physically born in blood and water you're physically born in blood and water God through the washing of regeneration and the blood of Jesus Christ births us into spiritual life that's literally the biblical language showing how you're physically born and how we're spiritually born you're born once you must be born twice you must be born again must be born of spirit and you can't use physical means to birth spirit it has to be spiritual means to birth spirit and it's God it's the blood of God it's the work of God Not, not our blood not our power not our will so you see there's so much language in this there's so much symbolism in here uh they're showing this uh, 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 correlates across the scriptures there's so many arguments here but yeah as uh Evelyn says once we're born again by grace through through faith in Christ we're now all children of God heirs with Jesus amen uh JD says imagine thinking you could do anything to earn it gain it maintain it to keep salvation Faith alone, grace alone, children of the promise because of Jesus God Almighty alone. Amen. Amen. It's it's just mind-blowing how people can look at this kind of stuff, how people can look at these things, look at these pictures, and think that they must bring something to the table for their salvation. That they have to, like John Piper flat out says, you have to earn your final salvation. John Piper says... You are not saved when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Your salvation comes at the end of the life. It's called your final salvation. That's literally what he teaches. Do you know what kind of an absolute miserable basket case that would turn you into? Because technically that's a workspace system. That that smatters very much of Seventh-day Adventism where they teach the uh, investigative judgment doctrine that when you stand before the Lord on judgment day he will investigate your life to see if you're worthy enough to enter heaven which sounds Roman Catholic that you have to suffer the fires of purgatory until you're holy enough to enter the bliss of heaven that's literally their language quote from the Catholic Catechism which is the same as orthodoxy you have to You have to earn your salvation by good works and working repentance and all the rest of it. But the Bible says it's not of the outward. God says it's not of the outward. It's not of the flesh. It's not circumcision of the flesh. It's circumcision of the heart. It's not the sealing of the flesh. It's the sealing of the heart. It's of spirit. It's not flesh. It's spirit. It's not of hands. It's heart. It's not of works. It's of the promise. It's a covenant. It's not a contract. I mean, seriously. Even just all you have to do is just take the word grace itself, grace itself. And what does grace mean? Someone, please tell me, what does grace mean? Grace, grace itself, all alone. What does grace mean? For by grace are you saved through faith, unmerited favor, as J.D. says exactly, unmerited that I didn't merit it I didn't earn it it's not a reward I don't deserve it but he gave it to me anyways because he so loved me so then how in all that is holy can my salvation in any way shape or form even remotely be by something that I bring to the table of of maintenance works law whatever circumcision of the flesh? whatever then grace would no longer be grace as it says in Romans if 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 works if as if it's of works then grace is no more grace but you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened now the word quickened means to be made alive to be made quick uh, as into to give life give energy to be brought to life And and, uh, hath he quickened, given life, regenerated together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. He regenerates you. You don't regenerate yourself. How does this happen? When does this happen? When does this happen, though? Because Calvinism teaches you must be regenerated before you're saved Regenerated means to be given life given everlasting how can you be regenerated before you believe before you before you say because they say you're so dead in your sins god has to regenerate you so so that you can believe and get saved that literally makes no sense that makes no sense regeneration is salvation how does salvation happen believe on the Lord Jesus Christ what must I do to be saved it's something I do which is believe I must believe why are you believing because I I need to be saved from my sins but Calvinists say you must be regenerated so that you so that you can believe because God just uh, saves you against your will the irresistible grace that God's like oh I want to save you so he just saves you you don't even have to believe it's all it's all of God and you don't even have to believe and Jesus says repent and believe the gospel why would Jesus tell people to repent and believe the gospel if it's not of us to repent and believe why would Joshua say choose you this day whom you will serve if we can't choose regeneration is salvation but we see that the spirit of god the holy ghost the holy spirit hebrews chapter 6 verses 4-6 to enlightens the eyes enlightens the mind gives you an understanding the glimpse of the taste of the light of so that you could see your sinful state how you're dead and trespassing sins and how you need to be born again saved how you're tied up on the altar but there's a there's an uh an atoning sacrifice over there with uh, crowned with thorns in the thicket the, the ram caught in the thicket by its horns which can be the substitutionary sacrifice for you but if you would just believe on that one the lord jesus christ the lamb of god crowned with thorns he will save you and uh, the spirit of god gives you that understanding, that that ability to see it and you see it and you're like yes i want that save me and he replaces you then you're regenerated you're brought into the family you're birthed into the family how can you be birthed into the family before you that like the way the calvinist explained it, it makes no sense so we see here the quickening the circumcision the work all that is done is of the inward it's it's offered as a gift it's something that is offered it's offered not forced on you not done against your will it's not something god just grabs you and just does it he offers it's a gift it's a gift that's offered you can refuse the gift hebrews 6 46 you can choose to you refuse the gift you can resist the grace you can resist the work and we see we're we're buried with him in baptism verse 12 wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God now what does this mean that you are buried with him in the work Which baptism, water baptism is a work. Baptism is a work. We see here, but the work of the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a work of God, not a work of you. It's a work of God, not a work of you. It's not something you do. He washes you. You're brought into the work, the operation, the baptism, the circumcision, the regeneration, the quickening of God. It's all of him. It's all of him, not of me all of him none of me and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh verse 13 hath he quickened together with him he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses so you're regenerated you're forgiven you're brought into the family when your sins forgiven when are your sins forgiven when are your sins forgiven when i believe. And what is that? Salvation. From what? The condemnation of your sins. The condemnation of your sins. So salvation is immediate. It is given the moment you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, the charges. The charges brought against you. The charges brought against you of all of the list of every single sin you have ever committed by way of thought, word, or action in your whole life. Could you imagine standing before the Lord and every single individual sin you've ever committed, whether large or small, no matter what it is known and unknown a thought word and action every single last one of them is written down and read off for everyone that's terrifying that's terrifying but he blotted them out every single last one of them blotted out washed away washed away by the blood of jesus christ it was they raced off the board and the board was then washed by the blood of jesus christ blotting out the handwriting ordinances that was against us god wrote down every single last sin you ever did thought word in action Blotting out the handwriting ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Took every last thing that we ever did, nailed it to the cross. I paid for it. I paid for it. My blood, my death, my work, all that I've done, Jesus says, paid for it. You don't have to pay for anything. You don't do anything with it. It's not not of you. It's all of me. Lordship salvationists and works-based salvationists say that it's a work of you, as well as Jesus. You kind of have to help him save you. You have to keep yourself. You have to maintain Jesus, Lord of your life. You have to maintain your relationship and all these things. Uh, so, in a sense, they're saying that they are helping God blot out their ordinances. Would I be right in saying that, Jerry. Would I be right in that assumption? That's that's technically then what the Lordship Salvationist is saying. So we see here. The sheer power of God. The sheer power of Jesus Christ. The sheer power of the blood of Jesus Christ to hold us to cleanse us to atone for everything i don't have to atone for anything i don't have to maintain anything in reference to my salvation blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to his cross and having spoiled Principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, if we take a look at verse 15: spoiled, wholly put off from one's self, wholly to put off from one's self. Having I mean, spoiled, removed a full, complete removing. And having spoiled principalities and powers that's that's of uh, of the enemy the principalities uh that's the powers of the enemies and the powers here is referring to things of the world so of spirit and world that is against god have been removed everything that is that is against god whether flesh or spirit is removed We're a complete separation, a complete removing. Everything that is of the devil, of hell, of condemnation, everything that is of the sin of the world, the ways of the world, the powers of the world are all cut off, removed. That's what this is saying. That Jesus Christ spoiled, cut off, removed, and having spoiled principalities, empires, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them he made a show of them how by the cross his work on the cross was a show showing it's all of him all of his power that he was able to do it and his resurrection was the victory cry was the victory cry triumphing over all things triumphing over the devil over hell over sin of the over the world triumphing over everything saying it's all of me nothing of you i did it it is finished believe You're saved, I wash you, I birth you into life, I bring you by my blood, my water, my bread, my power, my righteousness, my cross, my resurrection, it's all of me, nothing of you, just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. There you go. There it is. There it is. How great is our lord how great is our lord that he left nothing to us ephesians 2 8 and 9 for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of your selves it is a gift of god not of works lest any man should boast that is three five not by righteous works which we have done but by his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy ghost it's a work of the holy ghost its baptism of the holy ghost its the it's the sealing of the holy ghost its the cleansing of the holy ghost it's a work of the holy ghost the holy spirit which is the spirit of christ ephesians 3:17 the spirit of christ which lives in the heart of every believer ephesians 4:30 4, john 14 john 16 and on as we see ephesians 1:13 it's all of him but the cults the cults the false gospel cults will in some way shape or form even remotely they will try to work in some kind of fancy orthodox language twisting verses, cherry-picking passages literally uh, uh giving new definitions to the old words to try to find a way to bring in some effort some work that the baby works to give birth to itself does the baby help the mother give birth to it no you must be born again we're born into this world in water and blood you must be born again you must be born of spirit how of water and blood the washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy ghost the blood of jesus christ it's the water and the blood of spirit of the of the lord of his work it's it's the they're using the language there of physical birth to describe how how as we see what we see in physical birth we see in spiritual he's using this language to help us to understand the concept of being born again of the spiritual birth being brought alive in spirit and this is what the Lordship Salvationist, the works-based salvationist does not understand they don't get this they don't see this they they don't understand this They think that they have to help the mother, uh, that, that that the baby has to help the mother birth itself. They think that they have to help Jesus Christ save them. That they have to bring something to the table. That somehow it's by some of their effort that they have to circumcise themselves into the promise. But it's not of the circumcision which is of the flesh, of the outward. It's circumcision of the heart which is of faith, of spirit i can't circumcise my heart i can't affect my spirit it's of god it's the power of god not me how do people not understand this how do people not see this well could it be the the, just the sheer power of deception delusion maybe is it possible that they're not saved for the natural man receiveth not the things that be of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. You have to have the Spirit of God to understand the Word of God. Is it, that, could that be possible? This could be possible. We need to pray for them. You need to pray for them. J.D. Uh, says uh, Calvin is trying to hang in the sheep, uh, sheep pen and hang on the shepherd, but do not understand and follow him out of fear i will hold me fast i will hold me fast i will hold me fast yeah i I don't hold myself i don't hold myself he holds me he says i'm held in his hand my hand has no power over his hand do we help the potter with the clay see the lordship salvation is it says that you're standing up there with the potter uh, joining your hands with his hands in the clay that you're helping god mold you no no, he's the potter, we're the clay. The clay can't mold itself. Lordship Salvationist workspace Salvation says you mold yourself. You make yourself. You create yourself. Nope. I'm sorry, but there's no way you can justify that. The sheep doesn't lead itself. You must follow the shepherd. It's of the shepherd. <laughs> Uh, Evelyn says uh, he cut the serpent's head. He made a triumph over him. Amen. Amen. Uh, JD says, faith in Calvinism, Lordship, salvation, uh, obey, do works, be perfected here, and help Jesus save them. Yep, that's exactly. Uh, so we see here the language in the scriptures. If we really slow down, slow down and really take a look at the descriptive words the language in scripture the words given have great meaning and we 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 do a slow study and we examine them cross-reference get the other pictures here uh, look at that for example uh, 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 the jews uh, now what what defines a jew what makes a jew according to old covenant what makes a jew according to the covenant of god we see one is not a Jew which is one outwardly, but one is a Jew which is one of the circumcision of the heart, inwardly. It's of the promise, of the faith, of the belief of God, of what God has established. That's why John the Baptist pointed the Pharisees and accused them, exposed them. It says, Say not, because we are of Abraham, we're we're of the c- seed of Abraham. That, uh, because we're Jews, that we're of Israel, we're of the seed of Abraham. Because that's what they were doing because they were not following God of the heart as Jesus says but inwardly they're full of rottenness and dead bones there's no love of God in you so they were none of the promise there is no circumcision of the heart no circumcision of the heart so what is then the circumcision of the flesh according to then because we see in the Old Testament you're saved by grace through faith so what was the point of the circumcision of the flesh circumcision of the flesh okay circumcision of the flesh was the outward physical sign of what has happened inwardly water baptism is the outward physical symbolic gesture sign that symbolizes the washing of the inward the washing of regeneration renewing of the holy ghost it's like the wedding ring the outward physical representative sign symbol of the vows the promise of the heart that were given in marriage one is not a Jew which is one outwardly. One is a Jew which is one inwardly. It's circumcision of the heart. It's of the promise. It's of faith. It's of grace. It's of spirit. It's of heart. It's of the blood of Christ. It's of the work of Christ, not ours. But if we are truly born again, say believing on the Lord, there will be manifested representative symbolic signs outwardly something that will show which is the what the fruit of the spirit. there you go there you go it's not about being a Jew it's not about being a gentile it's not about going to church it's not about the doing this or that it's not about the manifesting this or that it's not about the 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 fruit of flesh it's not about the circumcision of flesh it's not about the hands it's not about what I'm doing it's about all that is within of the heart of the spirit of the blood of christ the work of christ of the cross the resurrection of him it's all his righteousness not mine there we go the baby does not help the mother give birth to it the lordship salvation says -uh." yeah it does (laughs) okay okay i think you need to go back to school and learn how that one works again there you go workspace salvationism is a cult of false gospel galatians 1 8 to 9 it's a curse of god will lead you straight to hell as uh um evelyn says for if. If by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. J.D. says, Judge not of the outward appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Neither Jew nor Greek. Righteous judgment, which is of faith, which is of the word of God, which is of the Lord, the judgment of God, not, not my judgment, not my works. We judge only that which we can see, which is of the outward. Then we can't, we can't, judge correctly we have to die to give up our own judgment and rely on his judgment judge righteously that's God's righteous judgment his righteousness exactly it's not about Jew or Greek it's not about bond or free male or female it's not about anything of the outward it's not about of my bloodline lineage and ancestry your ancestry and two bucks will get you a coffee at the donut store i mean your ancestry your lineage what you're born into means nothing as long as you're born into god born into his family by the blood by the water by the work by the spirit of the lord jesus christ that's what the word of god says i mean there you go yeah another <laughs> one. all right all right um let's keep going just a little bit so let's back up verse uh 14. Colossians 2 14 blotting out the handwriting of ordinances now this is one I just want to go over this again when I when I got born again and saved I had a lot of things weighing on my mind, uh, the the things that I had done. Is it, 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 it took me a while to come to grips that all of my sins are dealt with that I wouldn't be judged for anything because I had done a lot, a lot of evil. I had done a lot of evil. And it's just the the, the the thought that none of it in any way will be held against me i won't have to answer for anything I, it's like i almost kind of felt like i i had to i had to be held accountable in some way you know that weird personal penitence kind of uh, idea but the lord spoke to me and one of my favorite verses in the bible is hebrews 8 12. The Lord showed me this one, that knowing that God is not the author of confusion and God cannot lie, that God is infinite and all powerful, and when if He says something, then that's what it is. And the Lord led me to Hebrews eight twelve, and it's a it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Hebrews eight twelve, and the Lord says is something that He says here: For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will i remember no more now i understand there's the direct in, uh, interpretation context but there's also application we see how the forgiveness of god is infinite as he is infinite his grace is infinite his his faithfulness is infinite his mercy and his forgiveness his redemption is infinite when the lord showed me this verse i cried It's just, I, I finally had that, that peace of mind. That everything that I had done is blotted out. It's true. All of my sins are forgiven. It's all blotted out. All the principalities and powers are defeated. The, the ancient gods that I had worshipped, I had conjured and spoke to the blood magic the witchcraft everything else that i had done the evil and the wickedness the blasphemies everything it's all it's it's gone all the familiar spirits that i served gone all the principalities in paris powers he triumphed over them all of all of my transgressions that, that were written up against me blotted out completely gone he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and not just that he will cleanse us i understood that 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 he would cleanse us but it's more it's more than just cleansing us is that god puts us in that that wash basin so to speak he washes us clean And then he takes that that basin full of that foul water and throws it out. And then rinses out the wash basin. It's completely, completely gone. He throws it as far as east is from the west. Not only does he wash us clean, but he also casts it away and he chooses to forget about it. He cleanses us, throws it away, and forgets about it. There's a trinity of redemption. There's a trinity of forgiveness. Have you ever seen that before? There's a trinity in forgiveness and salvation. A cleansing, casting away and forgetting how great is our lord how beautiful amen beautiful grace how beautiful is the infinite power of the work of jesus christ it's all of him it's all of him for i will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will i remember no more and we will never have to give answer to the things that we've done because he forgave all all our transgressions past present and future have already been dealt with atoned for and then jesus our advocate our mediator our intercessor says i've paid it all i've dealt it with it all that when we stand before the Lord on that day, on that last day, we stand before the Lord, we're going to be clothed in the white robes of righteousness of the the Lamb of God, the the coats of skins that God made for Adam and Eve, that there is a death, a shedding of blood, and a covering of a lamb. He covers us with himself, with his own death, with his blood, he covers us. He is our coat. He's our robe. He's our armor. He's our shield. He's our sword. He's our helmet of salvation. He's our washing. He's our regenerating. He's our life. He's our renewal. He's our quickening. He's our righteousness. He's our sanctification. He's our consecration. He is our works. He is our fruit. He is everything. You know why? Because He's infinite. He is everything. He is everything that is good. He is everything that is righteousness because I have none. He is all goodness because I have none. He is all virtue because I have none. He bestows upon me virtue. He bestows upon me worth. He bestows upon me value. He is everything. He is God. He is God. And there is none else. There's none other like him. There's none other beside him. There's none other higher than him. He alone is the Lord and there is none else. He has done it all. He is the lamb sacrificed for our sins. The lamb uh, slain before the foundation of the world. It's all of him. It's all his plan. It's his word. uh, He told us in advance that he would do. And he fulfilled it. And he triumphed. He triumphed. He triumphed. He made a show he delighted in this this is what pleased him a complete and utter defeating and not just a defeating an obliteration of sin an obliteration washing cast it out forget about it and we're made new and he clothes us and he says and i'll teach you I'll instruct you, I will raise you, I will guide you, I'll protect you, I'll provide for you. I am your everything, you are my child, I am your God. And I will be to them their God, and they shall be my people, the promise of Abraham, that is given the seal of it by the circumcision of the heart. There you go. There you go. So what do we got here in the comments? Angela says, his ways are higher than our ways. Amen. Evelyn says, that's the love of God. How great. Amen. Covered by the blood, J.D. says. Amen. Bailey says, beautiful grace. Amen. And it is grace. Focus on grace. Evelyn says, the cherry on top are the blessings we receive from him here on earth. Well, just as a loving parent blesses their child looks after the child feeds clothes teaches instructs cares protects their child and that's what our father does and it says the lord delights in the joy of his saints as a parents love it when they hear their children laughing laughing and playing the the parents smile the parents love to hear their children laugh god loves to hear our joy the joy of the lord and not just that we even see every once in a while the parent brings gifts our our lord does that every once in a while he provides something just just as a blessing as an encouragement just something just to cheer us up and just to show a demonstration of their love our father does that his ear is always bent to us the parents the loving parent is always aware and conscientious of, of of their children always that that one ear is always bent and always listening I mean there you go JD says God clothes the flowers and feeds the birds much more he provides for us amen 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 so that's what I just kind of want to talk about today is just this section I just really want to just just, just go over this I know it's a bit shorter today (laughs) shorter it's been an hour ten um but I don't want to tack on another another topic here. I just want to keep keep it just simple and sweet here just this. Um what I would like to utter is a challenge to anyone who thinks that they have to do something to earn, to gain, maintain, to keep yourself atone, that they have to do something in addition to believing that it's by by grace and works, by faith and works, that they think that, no, you have to, you must produce, you have to do, if you think in some way, shape, or form, lordship, salvation, or, the, uh, or some other works-based system, I challenge you, take what has been presented today. Now listen to the whole thing. Don't cherry-pick my message. Take the whole message. I challenge you to prove me wrong by using the Word of God alone. I open up the challenge. Prove me wrong. Show me how grace remains grace when works are involved. And FYI, again, James chapter two, Faith That Works is dead, is written to Christians already saved and is talking about charity and Christian behavior for the purpose of promotion of the faith, not maintenance of salvation. There you go. Again, the picture, the image we see here, as well as if you go over to Galatians, uh, we see uh, Galatians uses the, the birthing metaphor as well. So go through Galatians and take a look at what it says and what, what, uh, what Paul uses uh, as his argument to refute the Judaizers, works-based salvationists, To refute the Judaizers who believed that you had to maintain works and law and something like that, in addition to believing to be saved. He refuted them. Look at his argument. Look at his argument. So take Galatians. Take this message. Take what the Word of God says. Show me that works in somehow, shape, or form, that my keeping, maintaining on some level is, is a necessity, a requirement. It affects my salvation in any way, shape, or form. There you go. Yeah, as JD says, they'll bring cherry-picked verses with the context of the whole Bible. Well, that's that's part of why, why I say, you know, prove me wrong by using the Bible alone. And I generally throw in there without contradicting any other set point of Scripture. Because, oh, they'll bring Bible. They'll bring verses out of context, but do it without contradicting any other set point of Scripture. Good luck with that. Okay. um yeah galatians yeah it's not about holidays it's about salvation it's about faith i know exactly is that they try to take all kinds of things then as we see it comes back to it it's about the simplicity of faith and one of my main arguments in debating workspace salvation is debating lordship salvation is debating these kinds of people one of my main arguments is uh, is the very definition of grace and the very definition of faith see uh, this is where the catholic the lordship salvationists all of these workspace people uh, they they will all swear up and down they swear oh we're saved by grace through faith absolutely we're saved by grace through faith we just like you we're saved by grace through faith you see they they use our words but they redefine them you see to them oh grace yeah god gives by his grace salvation but they mess up and they redefine faith you see, this is why I said was saying earlier, faith is not faithfulness because that's what they do. By grace are you saved through faith? Faithfulness. By grace are you saved through faithfulness? Now, how they twist that one, I don't know, but that's what they do. That's literally what they do. I've debated a lot of these kinds of people, and that's what the, how they do. It. That's how they they preach it. They turn faith into faithfulness which is not what the Bible teaches so we see the blotting out of the ordinances the regeneration the renewing the saving the sealing all these things we have no no work on this and this is also part and parcel I'm I'm going to end with this one this is all part and parcel as to why specifically Paul uses the birthing metaphor Because the baby does not help the mother. The baby has no strength, no effort, no ability in its own. You must be born again. You're born once of flesh. You're born of water. You're born of blood. You must be born of spirit. The baby has no power, no will and it's not in the blood of its own John 1 13 but of the but it's of the power that we see of God God brings us into salvation it's his power his will his blood by the water of the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost so we see this is why Paul uses the birthing metaphor so if you want to debate the Lordship Salvationist, the workspace salvation, show them this passage. Walk them through like I showed you today and use the use the birthing metaphor. They won't be able to argue They'll have to deliberately contradict scripture to try to get around that. There you go. <laughs> okay, let's go down through. And jd says great is my faithfulness great is my faithfulness." <laughs> yep <laughs> oh the other uh, the other hymn that calvinists really hate is uh i have decided to follow jesus <laughs> they hate that hymn <laughs> i have decided to follow jesus they hate that one because they don't believe you have will or any decision of your own <laughs> okay so with that we'll wrap it up there any other uh thoughts comments questions issues insights anything else at all before we wrap this up please i'd love to hear from you what are your thoughts your comments on this one and as well folks um there's one other thing i wanted to bring up as to tack on this because this message here today is going hand in hand uh as kind of like a part two of my previous message that was from sunday the mystic fruit bowl so please make sure to watch that one to understand the full context of of that one and this one they all go they they go together um but in my previous message i just needed to put out a clarification i put the clarification in the description of uh, the video the mystic fruit bowl In the description, I put the clarification, and I put it as a comment under that video. But due to the sheer amount of people that got upset with me over that video because I called out and mentioned a certain preacher. So, I just want to clarify something. If you go and watch the video, Mystic Fruit Bowl nowhere do I say that Yankee Arnold the pre- the pastor the preacher Yankee Arnold uh, when I brought up his comment nowhere did I say that he was saying that as a Salvationary sense the sheer amount of people attacking me over that uh, 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 calling me out and accusing me and assuming that that's what I was saying is wrong is false and they're falsely accusing me and though, because Yankee Arnold does preach salvation by grace through faith but if the context of my message if you go and listen I'm talking about different kinds of preachers those that preach works and fruit for salvation and then about uh, talked about those that are the, the fear-mongering guilt-tripping preachers that, that that try to make works as a mandatory thing that that if you don't then God will Beat the tar out of you. So. Here's what here's what he says. Yankee Arnold says. If we yield ourselves to the Lord. We will be a vessel that God will use. To display his blessings upon. And if we choose to rebel against the will of God. God has chosen to use us. As a vessel to display his wrath upon. That's heresy god the wrath of god does not pour upon his children you are a child of god can you live any way you please absolutely but there's consequences you can't live as you please and get away with it you will reap what you sow your heavenly father who loves you so much he's going to beat the tar out of you and maybe take you home before your time that's heresy i've seen many people over the years make wrong decisions they know they're going to heaven but they think they'll just have a little folly while they can play the fool while they can buddy there is a price to pay you cannot escape god will chasten and maybe take you home before your time his his guilt tripping and fear-mongering his preaching that god will beat the tire out of you that the wrath of god will come upon you even though you may be his child that's heresy that's what i was saying in the video that's what i was getting at i did not say that he was saying this in a salvationary sense please stop accusing me falsely those of you that are doing that um but i put uh, that description uh, that blip uh, bit there and my explanation of it in the description and the comment of my video the, uh, the mystic fruit bowl please watch it yourself let me know what you think so i just needed to put that clarification out as a final uh, uh touch on that one and i'm just gonna drop it there all right okay so today we're going uh, just a couple verses there in colossians 2 just talking about the salvation of christ the work of christ the blood the washing the cleansing and uh, we see paul's a uh, description of salvation using the birthing metaphor so i just wanted to walk you through that and talking about the circumcision of the flesh circumcision of heart what does this mean and we see as paul shows it's not about the outward it's about the inward so hope that all makes sense hope this has been a help and a comfort and encouragement to you and if you appreciate these studies please give this a like as a thumbs up make sure you subscribe hit notification bell icon so you know when we put up new videos and check out all our other videos we've got tons of other content and goodies we have all kinds of other playlists we have a whole playlist in refuting Calvinism check that out we have a playlist proving once saved always saved by the word of God check that out as well as our website Christian coffee time c a we have links to all our other platforms and tons of other goodies and things and uh, as well as a link there to the christian coffee time etsy store you can check that out we've got uh, bookmarks and posters and all kinds of uh, goodies there uh, and you can use and uh, avail yourself to if you want as well as free downloadable gospel track pdfs and e-tracks on our website please avail yourself to that uh and uh, get yourself busy armed with the scriptures get out there get witnessing get busy about the lord and with that i will wrap it up there so thank you so much for joining folks god bless you god bless all those who love our lord god jesus christ god bless all those who love his holy word hope to see you again and as always if i don't see you again i'll see you in the sky god bless i we'll the